Do you know, um, my mate Akmal used to drive a taxi, comedian Akmal. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. Would, he would have met a few characters. Yeah, well, he, I think he was, like, the biggest character. Like, he, he's got the worst sense of direction. When we're on tour... He never, like, he's like, yep, just take a left here, take a right, I know, and and then we, we're, like, lost in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, well, I thought you said you knew what it was. He goes, why are you listening to me? You know I don't know where the hell I'm going. <laughs> it's, like, ridiculous. Unapologetically hypeless and heartfelt, this is Kicking Back with James Shramko and Joel Osborne. I don't mind, we can stay. Stand? Yeah, well, now, now that you're a um, fully-fledged stand-up comedian, having oh. uh, got up on stage last week to do your first co-hosting stand-up, well, kind of stand-up performance. It was. It was. It was um, you didn't tell me what we were doing. No, I didn't know what we were doing, so I couldn't really tell you much. And was it a disaster? No. Have you no. seen worse at a comedy club? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. come on. No, so, actually, people were coming up to me the next day saying how surprised they were at your ability and impressed and was i one of those people because <laughs> i was <laughs> i think hanging around you is starting to um get me some of the the setups or whatever some people were mentioning that so i can see that some of your uh stuff is rubbing off on james actually they had a did, did you know that there was someone going around videotaping like they getting like he a guy came up to me and said while people are talking during the seminar, can you come out to the the foyer area and record this, this video about what you think of James's comedic skills? Did you know about this? No. No? <laughs> I taped one. <laughs> Apparently, they were getting a bunch of people to... Uh, and who to, was this? Um, I don't know. I thought that so you, you would know. I don't know. Some random. Nope. But he had a professional setup. Like, I put on like, yeah, a little mic. I have a suspicion and... who that might have been. Yeah. Was it Jake? I don't know. You would have known if it was Ezra. Yeah, no, definitely not Ezra. It was someone else. But it wasn't one of your guys. I, I did think. see you in an interview with Ezra. Yes. It looked a bit awkward. Was he cutting you off? No, no. Actually, he was uh, He was very nice. Ezra was uh, very nice. He was, yeah, he was... He uh, said he wasn't nice about one of the comedians, so he wasn't sure if he'll use it. No, well, I, I kind of... Explained to him. Yes. I, I put the record straight for him. Yeah, because he because he had a he had a few things to say. I said, "No, you got to understand that with comedy, it's a time thing. You know, this you know, if you haven't been doing comedy a long time, it's uh, you know, it's something that you figure out as you go along, and you you, you sort of um, you improve as you go." So, of course, we're talking about this um, event we held last week, and we actually had our first kicking back live show, mm. and we had you and I opening. Yeah. So the, I was like the low bar for the comedy side, being not being a comedian, of course. Mm-hmm. Then we had a, a new comedian have a crack at it. Yep. And then we had a very, very funny comedian, ex- yep. extremely experienced comedian, mm-hmm. and the audience just loved him mm-hmm. so much because they got to – basically rode off the back of, of everyone before him. And then I've mentioned to you that some people said he was the funniest comedian they've ever seen in their entire life. And then you said to me, obviously, they didn't come last year when you were the comedian. The Actually, event. someone came up to me and said, um, oh, I-, I thought Clint was just hilarious. And he kept on saying, you know, how funny he thought he was. And then he just stopped and looked and goes, but I haven't seen I haven't seen your full show. I haven't seen you do the, the stand up. And I was just like, no, of course, he is hilarious. That's why I brought him along for this. No, I know sometimes you set yourself up when you, you go down one path and then you realise someone's going to feel really bad about it. Yeah. <laughs> I had that incident recently. And I, uh, yes. I bought a surfboard from my non, from, not from my favourite 
store and then I realized that when I go to buy the leg rope, he's going to figure out that I have a new surfboard. And I was, so, of course, I did what anyone would do. I um, made my friend go and buy a surfboard from him in my place. Yeah, I, I found that hilarious. Travolta was telling me about that beforehand, how you had bought this surfboard online, did you? And they delivered it to you and then yep. you realized the exact same. So to rid you of your guilt, you got Walter to be the sacrificial lamb and go and uh, purchase the exact same yeah, it was, board. Yeah, and it was, it was miraculously easy to do. I, yeah, was he, I, I just, was he willing? Like, well, I let Walter ride mine and he said, oh, this is amazing. I've got to get one of these. I said, well, you know what? <laughs> so this is like an elaborate setup just to, just to get Walter to buy a I wish board. I could plan things that well, you know, like it, normally. It just happened. It flowed. <laughs> like, like my like my nose has been doing for the past five days. Well, tell me about that. Well, Have we you went, taken up new well, habits or something? Well, <laughs> <laughs> well you got me, um, yeah, one of those habits is called surfing. We went for a surf on... Last week after, was it Wednesday, Wednesday night? Wednesday, yeah. Wednesday evening before we went for dinner. And I'd never surfed before, like stand-up surfer, I bodyboard when I was younger. <laughs> See, yeah. Being a stand-up comedian, obviously, it would have just naturally transferred well, across. Yeah. Well, you saw, you saw what you I was doing. You were a natural. I'm not going to shield it. You were, embarrassingly to me, good at your first time. I, I would have suspected that you've been surfing Many times before. Oh, well, that's the very kind word. I've got pictorial proof that you are a good surfer. Video proof and pictures. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Ninja photos. Ninja oh. photos. But you got paparazzi. Yes. Uh, obviously, word of you surfing got yeah. out. Eric Banner's out there, stand up surfing. <laughs> and the the pictures reveal that you have got some natural ability. And and then I think you went again on uh, on Friday. Friday night. Yes. And I, I felt I felt you know. Let's get beyond the um, the break here and go out there with the big boys. So I came out there with you and Ezra and, uh, and the, Walter. We call that the green water. The green water. So yeah. it's it's out past the foam. Mm-hmm. You're in the big stuff yeah. now. The, the green water. And um, and Keith, aka Travolta, came he was out also with me. sort of a first timer. Yeah, yeah, and he was doing well too. But he he jumps off cliffs and and does back flips and, and he's flies planes. Aer- and, yeah, aerobatics. Yeah. He's he. Actually, I think he's now today up day seven surfing in a row, and yeah. he's out there in this three and a half to four foot, getting mashed. And I'm the one saying, "Let's go in now. It's getting a bit dangerous." Yeah. He's got no boundary. <laughs> but I have to tell you something quite interesting about when I took Keith out after we went the first time after surf school. Mm-hmm. You know, at surf school, you know how they teach you that if, you know you get your wetsuit, you get your board, you grab the board by the leg rope. And then you drag it down to the starting point, and yes. then you, they show you how to stand on it. You go out, blah 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 blah, and you you come back in, and then you drag the board back. Well, when I went down there, I took down my beautiful, nice fiberglass board, and uh, Keith had a turn on it. And then, of course, when Keith finished surfing, he did what you do: you grab the leg rope and you start dragging the board back. <laughs> Back and I'm like, oh <laughs> shit, no! And I'm waving, pick it up, pick yeah, yeah, it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he didn't come through for a minute. And I could just see my board yeah, across like the sand. Marks across yeah, the and that's not how we roll with mm-hmm. with the real boards. No, no, you got to take the training wheels off, step yeah. it up. But of course, that's what he was trained to do. Oh, so yeah, well, he was just obeying the rules, just doing it how you do it, yeah. except you don't do it like that <laughs> with the good stuff. I mean, it's, and I do also I had an interesting moment because that was my first surf lesson. 
well, technically, official. A, a, a lesson that you had paid for. I paid, well, actually paid for everyone. Well, you did. Because, that was but, very generous of you. Uh, well, that kind of makes up for all the lessons, yeah, that's that, free lessons I reckon, actually, because there was 20 people, it was probably pretty close to fair. Yeah. And I, I paid for everyone to have surfing lessons, and I went too, and I put on my little vest, and I did the, I actually waited and listened to the instructions, mm-hmm. and I found out stuff I didn't know before. And then we're out there. And I was able to catch a few waves because it's not my first time surfing. Yeah. I'm still new, but I'm beyond lesson one. And the instructor's looking at me funny, and he squints his eyes, and then he looks. He goes, hey, you surfed before? And I said, yeah. He goes, I recognize you. <laughs> <laughs> I was made. I said, well, I sort of, I sort of live nearby, and I've, I've surfed in this area occasionally. It, it, it's the yeah. tide, the, the rip. It just keeps on bringing me down into the, <laughs> yeah. the, into the learning. Yeah, so I've seen you. I've seen you before. Yeah. yeah so uh, yeah, I got sort of ID'd, and yeah. and uh, you know now now it's, it's sort of it's out. The secret's out. I've been doing unofficial surf school, and now I've actually had a lesson, and I should have done that earlier. And now I actually think I'll get some one-on-one training. Yeah, sure. Well, when we went down there, we had to put on all those different um, manly surf school uh, white shirts. And I saw the, the I thought, oh, I like this one, the yellow one. So I put that one on. Why not? Walk out. Yeah. And another guy comes over who's wearing the yellow one. I'm like, hey, cool shirt. And he was the instructor. He says, you've got to take that off, man. <laughs> I actually tried to I tried to give Ezra a yellow shirt. Oh, you did? Yeah. But he actually even he bailed from the lesson altogether. He wasn't interested in no, this. No, no, but he just came over and joined in. And, yeah, yeah, he just he was out. So one thing you do have to watch out there is the blue bottles. Yes, I, and, and you are wearing... Um, a nice little blue bottle scarf. Yeah. Got one on my arm, which is healed now. It just looks like track marks. Yes, oh, I was thinking that before. I was explaining what a blue bottle is to a foreigner got this friend and she actually calls them bottlenecks which is kind of cute yeah <laughs> but you know, watch out for a lot those, of them at like 9 a.m traffic you know, watch in the out morning. for those bottlenecks yeah trying to get on but the harbor bridge i explained the blue bottles like this uh it's like a blue jellyfish that has if you can imagine a bee sting well it's got it's like a bee doing long line fishing yeah it's got like this string of stings and it wraps this tentacle around you and thinking you're a fish and it stings you in multiple places to paralyze you so that it can then eat you. Yes. Obviously, it's not going to happen. I'm much bigger than a, a jellyfish. But it, does, it just jams all this poison into you. It swells up and then eventually it, it gets a bit nasty and then it, it goes away. It takes like a week or so. But I've had a number of surfing injuries and uh, I just asked you before if you're coming surfing, you said doctor's orders you can't. Doctor's orders. Well, tell me more about that. Well, the other day when coming out with you guys, the big boys, into the green area, <laughs> I, uh, I thought, you know, I'm going to get some of these waves, you know. So I'm paddling, but not paddling hard enough, apparently. That was like the key to this problem that I had. I'm just basically nose diving off the like top of straight into the wave, you know, because I, was, I wasn't paddling hard enough getting so enough momentum. So it picks momentum. you up Yeah, and so it picks me you. up and then I just nose dive. And I did that numerous times. In fact, for one of the guys who was filming it to refer to me as the stunt man, because I was just like <laughs> wiping myself out. But I just kept on doing it because I thought, I'm going to master this. I, I got to get catch one of these bigger waves. And I was just getting thrown around like nothing else, like in a tumble dryer underneath there. And water just up my nose and my ears. And I just couldn't seem to uh, capture one of these waves. And, but I thought, no, I'm going to keep on trying. And eventually I did that. The last wave of the day that I got and I rode all the way in and I stood up on and it was like, I've got to, you know, I've got to get finish on a high note. I can't just be wiped out for this whole day. And, and I was feeling good about that. 
later on that night, I'm back at home and I leant over to take my shoes off and it's like Niagara Falls just running out of my nose, just this salt water streaming. Ridiculous. And then later on that night before going to bed, uh, same thing happened again, streaming out of my nose. I'm thinking, what's going on? And I woke up the next day and that's all right. And like about midday the next day, I bent over and water starts streaming out of my nose again. And later on that night, and then before going to bed that night, I felt this kind of pressure around my sinus area. I thought, oh, that's interesting. I wake up, I'm woken up at four in the morning with this throbbing pain in the side of my mouth, like with my teeth. And I thought, maybe I got an abscess or something's going on here. It's really sore. But I managed to get back to sleep. And the next day, it's this pulsating, you know, this pain. I went and had, um, I had a Wing Chun lesson that morning and um, Dragon. Did you meet Dragon? He was at the State Theatre. The, the big big black dude? Yeah, I met cool, him. Cool guy, yeah, yeah. He's like a Wing Chun master and I was with him, but I had to keep on like sort of turning away every so often to drain my face. So I have a gig um, on uh, Monday night. I'm just about to be introduced on stage and my nose just starts running again. And this is like three days after we, we were out there in the surf and the pain's still there. So I thought, I've got to look this up online, see what the hell's going on with me. I look it up. And I find this surfing forum, and apparently it's a really common thing. Like, guys that have been surfing for, like, 20 years have had these problems. And some people end up getting surgery. They're, like, saying, because uh, the water gets stuck in there, then you get, get an infection. Stuck infect- where? In, in your sinus. So that's right. what, And I could hear it rattling around in my head. Couldn't right. get it out. Well, apparently, if you surf like your ears start closing up and you get wax in it, and you, I actually couldn't hear out of my left ear for a few times. I went to the doctor, and it was it had wax in there. Right, right. Because it's the water smashes the wax in there. Sure, sure. So did the doctor extract the? the wax he said wax? if if I I got to use waxol, and if that doesn't work, he's going to do the yeah. Extra, yeah. And so that's I used the waxol. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the alternative good. is a fun process. So anyway, I go and see, yesterday I thought, I'm flying on um, on the weekend, I'm taking off to the States, and I thought, I can't be on a 14-hour flight with a clogged up head and feeling that excruciating pain. So I went and saw Dr. Mack, and Dr. Mack's like, oh, you know, it's a, it's a common problem, you know, you've got the uh, salt water stuck there in your in your nose. And uh, Where's he it, from? Well, you know Dr. Mack, we've no, spoken about, from Hong Kong. Oh, I was just having trouble with the accent. <laughs> I wasn't sure. <laughs> Irish, <laughs> uh, uh, Indian. And then Dr. Matt, you know, you've got to be like Keith Richards, you know, he's like Python, you know, he just lays there, you know, <laughs> rock star. So, um, so anyway, he, um, he put me on some antibiotics. He said, you know, you got to, he said, normally I wouldn't do this, but he said, seeing that, seeing that you're flying, you know, you're, you're going to be overseas, you don't want to be going to a doctor in America, $600. You know, That's just, so just tr- true. There's like a thousand layers to get anything in in the US. Unbelievable. So yeah. I'm I'm pulling out the artillery, getting rid of this thing. And but today I, you know, planning on coming surfing. I'm really yeah. wanting to well, do I've that. Sort of built up my whole day around uh, this yes. expectation. And, and and now Dr. Max says, "No, nah, you can't go. You can't put your head on." I could tell you that I'm shattered, but I, you know that I'm going to go anyway. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> I'll just be there holding your towel, just watching means, on the beach. Yeah, it just means a little yeah. less hassle. I don't yeah. have to check on you and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to worry about me dropping in on you. And it's kind of big. It is. It's, it is. It, it looks. It looks good out there. But even this morning now, before coming over here, sure enough. I, I leant over. I lean over a lot. And then, uh, <laughs> Let me know if you plan on doing it in here. I'll, I'll go and get a mat or something. <laughs> and sure, it starts it starts running out again. So little by little, I'm. I'm it's, it's, yeah, the, it could have been worse, you know. Like some people have ribs. I've smashed my ribs a few times. And my mate uh, Jake has belted his rib the other day. Yeah, out there, it's a very common injury. What about what about Mark? Is it Mark? Mark. Mark. Am I, am I forgetting? Well, tell me what about him and then I'll tell you who it is. 
Oh, yeah, I got, well, I do, yeah, I do have a friend, Mark, who pretty much broken just about every bone, every, lost an eye, everything. Yeah, you know, that was surfing. Hilarious. <laughs> hilarious the other day. Um, James asks everyone, who wants to come surfing? In, in the Silver Circle group, and a bunch of hands go up. Great, everyone's really excited. But some people, a bit of trepidation, oh, I've never done it, but oh, I'll be fine, it's great. And then Mark gets up and has a chat and says how he's lost an eye, he's broken oh, he's his got ribs. His, he's got he's, some cast on his leg. He's, got, got, yeah, yeah. he's broken every bone in his body like 17 <laughs> times, and he's lost an eye, and all from surfing. Yeah, And then everyone surfing. goes a bit quiet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's some people going, yeah, actually, I'm, I think I'm, it was this afternoon. <laughs> nah, nah, I'm busy. But there was oh, still to... 20 people went, which was good. And then the, then two days later, there was 40 people. There was. Even, even though there was free drinks, this is addictive stuff. It was, so yeah. little Travolta is, like, addicted. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's been getting out every day. Well, he's been shadowing with, you know, he's been sleeping here. And we went down the other day, you know, after the event, I thought I'd just clean up the house a bit, go and get some fresh flowers. Mm-hmm. We walked into the florist shop across the road. Morning, gentlemen. Are you guys together? <laughs> and we're in buying flowers, and I'm like, well, not in that sense, but yeah. uh, he is traveling with me yeah. today. <laughs> so yeah. it's like, not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah, but no, he is staying a like week at my place. Walked into the fine. track. Yeah. Yes. But we've been out there in the surf every day, twice where possible. But I so, like you've got him, you know, you've got him stand up surfing. You've got got him, him, oh, he's, he's getting good. Got him couch surfing. Couch surfing, stand-up surfing, a lot of surfing, a lot of stand-up in my life right now. Yes, a lot of stand-up. When you travel, do you do that thing where you try and make your bag as ugly as possible so no one touches yeah, it on totally. the carousel? I've got, one of the, I've got this old Delcy thing. It's like 25 years old. I think old. I've seen it at your house. Yeah, it's yeah. It's got stickers on it. Yeah, yeah. Cover. Yeah. yeah, that's the one. And it's, um, but that's yeah. probably collectible. Possibly. I was going to... I, I, was I see that stuff down those vintage shops for like 200 bucks. You yeah, know? yeah. It's a little bit heavy, but it handles everything. It's been dropped down staircases, had packing, like travel road cases thrown on it. It's in, well, I had a friend traveling, and basically it was, it was a brand new top of the range Samsonite. It was like 500 yeah. bucks, and then we went about making it ugly, you know, put yeah, colored yeah. bits of tape and ribbons on it so that. Was that one of the, the new ones, the yeah, lightweight the, ones? Yeah, the light Oh, shine. I was thinking of upgrading to one of them, but then I thought the Delcy's been so good to me. I, I got bad. one of these in in uh, Paris and it, it basically you can throw it around yeah. and nothing will happen to it and it's waterproof and it's light. Yeah, and, yeah. But then you start turning it, make it a bit ugly so yeah. that A, you can recognize it and B, no one's tempted to grab it off the carousel. Yes. And well, uh, Arj is one of them, my, my fellow comedian uh, friend, oh, Arj yeah. Barker, and we bring it on the road. We call it the lunar module. It's this big gray thing. And we just like, Arj will get it and he'll just roll it down an aisle like at the airport for, you know, like 20 meters in front of him and the thing's indestructible. Of course, I don't check luggage anymore and no. I always get asked it on the exit, sir, have you picked up your baggage? Yes. Do you ever get, because I remember in the States when I was living over there after September 11th, if you didn't check on baggage, you were like prime suspect. Yeah. Do you, do you ever get that when traveling? Well, I go up to the counter to check in and they say, are you checking any luggage? And I'm like, no. Nope. And they look at me and they go, is that all you're taking? <laughs> you get like the quiz, like, yes. And uh, I'm like, what else do you need, right? I'd say I'm going to a conference, they're fine. And then in the customs, definitely like, what, where's your baggage? Yeah, yeah, what are you doing? And it's it's okay, but I much prefer to travel light. So getting to the taxi is uh, an interesting thing. You can pretty much find out all about world politics and how the country should be run and everything that you ever needed to know. Taxi drivers. Yeah, they're a wealth of knowledge. Got all the goods. You know, um, my mate Akmal used to drive a taxi, comedian Akmal. 
Oh yeah, he, yeah. Would, he would have met a few characters. Yeah, well, he—I think he was like the biggest character. Like he—he's got the worst sense of direction. When we're on tour, he never like he's like, "Yep, just take a left here, take a right." I know, and and then we we're like lost in the middle of nowhere. I'm like, "Well, I thought you said you knew what it was." And he goes, "Why are you listening to me? You know, I don't know where the hell I'm going." <laughs> it's like ridiculous. We why is he giving instructions? I know. It's, well, why am I? Yeah, he's right. Why am I listening to him? But he he would like get into the people would get into the car and he'd get so terribly lost and I'd get annoyed with him and he would uh, you know say, "Listen, I'll just drive you somewhere <laughs> to a taxi rank and you can get a taxi." And then he crashed the taxi. He crashed it, and the guy was so nice, who was his boss, said, listen, you know, we're getting the taxi fixed, you're not fired, I, I really like you, you're a good guy. And so he felt, you know, okay, well, I'm, I've got to be loyal to this guy, I'll, I'll continue driving. And so he gets in the car, it's all fresh, it's all fixed up. He goes to do a U-turn, but didn't see a truck coming, and just got piled by this truck. And he felt so bad, like, this is his first shift back, and he totaled the guy's cab again, just after it had been been fixed so Akmal then drove it down to the side of a um, near a river parked it there got the keys threw it into the river and then ran away <laughs> why did he do that <laughs> well he called him up and he said someone's stolen your cab and I don't know where it is someone I got carjacked cab jacked and so they went out looking for it and then Akmal was like giving directions like looking for the cab maybe it's down there knowing that the cab's down there then they fa- found the cab and then Akmal was riddled with guilt, you know, so he said, I- I'm the one that crashed it, I'm sorry, I, I made up that whole story, I-, uh, I just felt so bad. And he went, oh, that's okay, Akmal, just give me the keys and we'll go. And he goes, oh, yeah, I threw him in the river. <laughs> He's like, you threw him, why'd you throw him in the river? He goes, well, I didn't want to have the keys on me because then you would think that I stole it. Uh, it's someone else, you know, that I wouldn't have stolen it. And So he just got all confused and that was the end of his cab driving career. Right, and I imagine um, it's changed his future for the better. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, it did. It did. So um, I like that photo that you sent me. You know, the one of all of us on the um, on the beach together. The four of us or the oh, two but... of us? <laughs> so, I thought I, I thought I was brilliant with yes. <laughs> when we were lining. I laughed a lot when I when you Facebooked me because I put up the image of you and me on the it's beach because I'd never had that image yeah. of the cross. No. Where'd you get that one? The one of us being. Well, well let's explain it first. Okay, so we come out of the water and someone says, hey, let's get a picture of you two, you know, because you're in kicking back and yeah. blah, blah, blah. So the, the, the shot is, you, you know, you holding your board and I grab my board and I basically put it uh, directly in front of your face <laughs> and I said, go for it. So it's and just then, a set of legs. So it's basically me and then two surfboards and, and uh, your legs. Totally crossed out. But anyway, and then, then they took a proper one and that's the one that got put You put that one on Facebook. Yeah, Someone yeah. must have sent it to you. Yes, yes. And, uh, Mark. Yeah, you put it up there and you said, hey, here's a picture of us. And then I said, hey, any reason you didn't choose this one? <laughs> <laughs> and I put the one that I thought was a yeah, better, sh- better shot of me. Yeah, the one where you're pulling focus. Yeah, yeah. and you were, okay, so you weren't in the shot, but yeah. yeah. And uh, so did it made you, made you chuckle? Yeah, I did. I laughed a lot when I saw that, uh, which which is interesting. It's that kind of smart-ass side of you that, that, I, that I think that I bring out a lot as well. And when I was doing this interview the other day when they asked me, what do you think of James's comedic skills and what have you? I forget what I said, but it was something ridiculous. But I used the point, you use two techniques in comedy, okay? You use insult comedy, right. which is very, you just ask Ezra. He'll be able to tell you all about that. And you use self-deprecating 
comedy. Right. So it's, it's like a yin and yang thing that you got going there. So it's a well balanced approach that you're uh, so I'm, implementing. I'm happy to mock myself. Yes. And uh, as equally... well as anyone else that's in your firing line. <laughs> right. <laughs> Even the other night when we're on stage, you're like, yeah, you, you, your table's shit, Joel. The table, the desk that you write on, what is that for a midget? What is that for a little school kid? And I'm like, dude, you know, we're meant to be ripping here. You're pulling me down. So then I had to have a hit back with you advising Walter to get a stand up, one of these stand up tables, which he nearly decapitated himself on. <laughs> that was uh, so. I still don't know the, basically the rules of comedy. If, if no, you're allowed there's to, no, there's no rules to rip into you. Yeah, of course, co-host or no, not. that's fine. That's uh, but but I, I thought you know that's interesting. Like I hadn't really thought about it that much, but when I sat down there and they asked me about you know your comedy and and what have you, and, I have uh, a very limited knowledge of it, but I I know there's yeah. misdirect. Yeah. Or there's all those techniques, but it's it's better not to think about it and just no. like because like I said, I wasn't thinking about the techniques that you use or what. But when if you well, do, I can guarantee like you, I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know them. But it's, but it's like a joke, you know. You come up, you write a joke, you come up with a joke. You're not thinking if I do A B, that'll equal C. You know, you're not really thinking that. But, but that's how Sean does it, and he's very logical. Right. He's a logical right. comedian. I sure. Think. Yeah. But if you dis- if you deconstruct the joke, you'll find all right. That's the no, but he work he works out the construction, and right. then he can build them. And I think that that your mate Arch was doing that with his, you know, you need to get a pyramid and get to the point. Sure. Once sure. he realised the, the yeah within that template, he was yeah, able yeah. to to punch out heaps of them. Yeah, yeah, was able to create a he whole. He was able to get a filing it. cabinet, put yeah. it in the toilet, and sort his shit out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a whole sticker pack of them too that you can that we were selling out. To I begin. thought that was a you know with a live high ticket event, it's usually you could sell something very valuable, and I thought it quite comedic that his biggest push was to buy a sticker Stickers. pack. <laughs> I'm like, what? Someone's got to talk to these the comedians. You got to get a business yeah. head happening here. Yeah, like, yeah, that's. Um... You could have the sticker pack when you come on the three day retreat. For ten grand to yes, Paris, yeah, right? Yeah, that's your bonus. That's your incentive. Exactly. I thought that was fun, you know, getting up that. Like, it's like this show. We got up on stage. We didn't have any idea what we were talking about, what we were going to riff on, and it was, you know, it was fun in front of a live audience because we don't have a live. Well, we kind of have a live audience, but it's very, it's like individual based. Well, like, it's it was easier for me. Firstly, it's it's easy for you because you're used to standing up in front of a live audience, right? Sure. So it's fair to say you've done it before. And it was, and it's second crack at that crowd, so you have an idea who they are, mm-hmm. but hard for you because then you have this whole routine thing. You've seen the joke. You've got to be careful. Well, yeah, you about can't be repeating. Yeah, about. repeating stuff, and also too, like I, I made a conscious effort for to for you and you and me, our basic role the other night, and this is really important. As an MC, you want to support the whole night. You want to keep the whole. You're like the the, the mortar. Within the night. But that is like, it's almost really what my role was during the days where I'm the mortar for the event because mm-hmm. I was introducing the experts and then emceeing the, the whole event. Sure. But sure. I think you would be a much better MC than I am and I propose that you do the next one. <laughs> oh wow, that's a well. We could do it together, do a kicking. But yeah. you know, but you know what was this is this was the best thing I thought about the whole kicking back comedy club idea and everything that we did. And I thought it was interesting from your perspective too that you had no, you weren't marketing anything, you weren't selling anything, and 
We didn't even mention the podcast once. We didn't even say to anyone, come and listen to us. We'd, I actually had some people who obviously do not listen because they would be able to figure out that we do the podcast together. But people coming over, so what is this whole kicking back comedy club that you guys do? Are you guys like, is it, what, 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 tell me about it. What is it? You know, like we didn't even plant any ideas or anything. The fact that we just got up there and had no real idea what we were doing without any intention of, you know, other than just riffing and having a good time. It was hypeless. Yes, it was. So and, I, and, and, I mean, we did have T-shirts. We had T-shirts, yes. Which were good. And Greg, our designer. Yeah, yeah, Greg. Made those. And I think that, that I'm, I've seen the T-shirts cruising around town. <laughs> well, you actually, Travolta, you sent me the photo. That's right. Uh, you SMSed me that he shot of you. He actually willingly put the T-shirt on after seeing us perform. So, so you ran into him in the street and he was wearing it. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's, that's when you know... Things are happening when yeah, you yeah. walk down the street. And actually, I went into the surf shop and he said, I saw someone cruising around with a super fast shirt in Manly. Like, because we gave out t shirts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm nice. thinking, oh, goodness, what have they been up to? You Before know? the gig the other night, though, Clint and I went for a nice um, walk along while the sun was setting. And Clint along. was the professional comedian yes. that uh, closed the show. Yes, my, uh, my good friend Clint. We performed, we did the, oh, it's a whole, this is a whole nother podcast, but we did the Melbourne Comedy Festival 10 years ago together. Wow. And it was, uh, How romantic. It was. And yeah. so you were out walking on the boardwalk. Yes, we're both walking <laughs> along. We got dark jeans, sneakers, and we're both wearing kicking back t shirts. We're walking along, but we weren't even thinking that because it was just before the gig. We weren't even thinking that we look you know, like we're wearing the same uniform. Sure. These two school kids walk past. And point and laugh at us. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, they recognise you from from when they were in the womb. Yeah, when you were doing the comedy club in Melbourne. Well, yes, yes, yes. Good. Uh, that's a, that's a long callback. You know. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm a specialist. At long you you are. You just ask um, uh, Stephen. Stephen about the, that. the one year callback. Yes, my, the, that's yeah. actually my specialty. It is. It is. It does year. take me about a year to have a good comeback for a joke. Yes, but I'll be there. But you'll work on it's it. You'll get it game. there. It's a lots of process. It's a quality, you know, of it. That's testament to your, um, you know, attention to detail. But so we're walking along. These two kids they point and laugh at us, and I felt like I was like back in school again. It was ridiculous. Like ah, it was like a Simpsons moment. And so they walk past, and I thought, you know, most people sort of would arc up and like, oh, what are you laughing at? But I thought, no. Nah. I turned and I smiled and just kept on waving. I thought they're going to turn around and look at some point, and they turn around and look, and I'm just waving like this. And then the guy like stops and he was like confused because I was like, you'd be expecting us to be like, what are you laughing at? So I'm smiling and he just goes and <laughs> so waves back so and this, smiles. This and, is a yeah podcast. You'll have to explain. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm doing visuals <laughs> here. Great for, for visuals. James. You're a wonderful <laughs> visual. <laughs> I've had someone destroy one of my recordings when I was down there. I was recording something by the boardwalk, and some moron comes to behind me in the shot, and they're making these faces and making silly noises like ah, you know, and, and it ruins my audio, ruins my video. I have to start again. What did you do? I wanted to, I wanted to kill them. Yeah, but what did, what did you say anything to well, them? No, the person filming didn't say anything until afterwards. And oh, so you said, didn't even know at the point. Didn't know at the time. Oh. Someone's have you got this footage still? I have. I'd like to see this. <laughs> you being serious? So here we are. I'm James Shamko, and some. Idiot in the background. Uh, I wanted to just like zoom in and go, have you seen this man? <laughs> he had coloured hair and I think he's a local. But it's like how I was just incensed that someone could be that inconsiderate and rude. Yeah. But, you know, they're out there. They're, I've, I've done a bit of Facebook spy shots lately. I, some guy in a 
doctor's t-shirt smoking oh. and then spitting in the street yes oh, like i got him caught on camera and my uh audience are looking up the office from the shirt and it's nearby and oh, i'm really? piecing it together good 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 well you, and you can get some paparazzi sniper shots from up here too oh yeah get some so. good ones got the gear so I'm, I, I've been inspired by you from last week because I came, I sat in on the... Inspired the by your running nose and, yes, and my, my antibiotics. Nose. Yes. I can see why. It's, yeah, it's... I'm, I'm totally inspired. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, was, I was listening a lot throughout the week. You know what I really liked? Uh, there was a really good vibe between the people at the seminar. There was no pretentious people that was just very... Um, Only you know, the organisers of well, yeah, the, the, uh, yeah. the facility. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my yeah. Goodness me! Yeah, well, yeah, there was there were some issues there, but um, I think you, have you got more emails coming through? From oh yeah, they um they've they charged me for an extra six people. It's like seven thousand dollars or something ridiculous. That's it. Just goes back and forth. That's they have the only facility that can handle our group in this suburb, and they're assholes about it. But and it, there's no need to be because some of their some of the um, behind the scenes, people were super accommodating. Yeah, yeah. But then the, so the, the, the contract and, people, who yeah. s- the salespeople, yeah, ruin it. And I'm like, I'm, I have to rebook the same place. But yeah, I just sure. don't feel good about yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Well, you know, if you're looking for a place that has consistent rattling cutlery while you're uh, in the background, that it's a perfect place. Yep. So I managed to just take. Did you, did you have a word with them about that? I, I did. I've had. I mean, you inspired me. You said, yeah, well, "Fuck that." Yeah, totally, <laughs> so, man. I, I, like, so, I'm like sitting by the door, and I'm just hearing this cutlery and smashing cups, and and the, and the trolley that would come past every time. Like, you know, either you're up on stage, or or Ezra, or Travolta, or someone, you know, and you're really concentrating on what they're saying, and suddenly everything's jolted by this person. Just, it's like they're doing it on purpose. And there, and there was like a water emergency the day yeah, before. Yeah, and, and, there was, and there was like that drilling well, sound and the, the silver circle like one, the, and the, what, and the aircon going. <laughs> Like the minute that our conference finished during the day, oh. they're like out, like bang, choo, 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 that was like a SWAT team. Yeah, like they moved in and just transformed because I think they resell the space like yeah. seventeen times. Yeah, yeah. In like every room, every day, every night, it was like we were getting shunted around from here to there. Yeah, and it's all good. But I'm very pleased to report that we managed to uh, just by asking the question, I've managed to shave off an incredible. Fifteen hundred dollars. You have, yeah, just just oh, from asking a question, well, and I, you saved me a thousand bucks because it was what, what's what it was going to cost to move our kicking backstage from one room to the other. No, no, no. It's just well, I'm, I'm, you know, here I am helping out in financial areas that I know nothing you about. Are, but you're but highly qualified just, just by complaining. You've, just go, you've got you've got, you've <laughs> saved. <laughs> That's good complaining. You, you should hear me out. I've been advised by professionals who know such things. Yes, <laughs> that. Hello, that bozo was on stage with you the other yes, night. Yes, it's more than likely inappropriate that there would be some kind of fee to move the piece yes. of wood from one room to the other. Yes. Love it if you could uh, yeah, do something about just, that. Yeah, sort it out. Well, it is. And you've got to call them on this kind of stuff. And that's the way in the world, too. If you just roll over and accept everything, you're going to get so screwed continuously. And, I, and I'm just talking about, like, you know, like... Just day-to-day things, you know, with airlines and with, uh, with hotels and what have you. They try it on. You know, you got to uh, you got to call them on it, and, and James is now refer is replying to them, and I, I like this multitasking, podcasting, and emailing at the same time. Well, I put a smiley face. That should sort everything uh, out. Uh, can you do a wave hand? Yeah. 
But I'm, I find that that really diffuses. This things. might strike you as unusual, but I'm not very good with the old keyboard. I don't know half the things it can do. No. No. Yeah, that, well, we have something in common. In we do. Regard. Well, I know how to use your, you, your dictaphone. Yes. <laughs> you, yeah, I'm glad that you specified that. Um, yeah, I only type with two fingers anyway. Do you? Yeah, that's odd. You know, you, but, can, but talk, can, you can talk into it these Drag days. and dictate. No, no, without. Just it's built into every Mac. Oh, really? Yeah, I'll show you after we my, hang My up. friend Jonathan, amazing Jonathan, who I'll be visiting <laughs> next week in Vegas. You'll have to get a little sound grab. I know. Yeah, I will. I will. He had this program back in the late 90s, Drag and Dictate. And he's like, man, it's the best program. you got to look at this shit. It's, it's incredible. Look, look at this. Look. Hello. I. Hello. Oh, this motherfucker. And he just starts going. <laughs> and it would never work. And it would be like the longest like process of trying to get it. I'm like, you could have typed like 100 emails in this time that you've been trying to demonstrate this dragon. Well, I, I, sadly, I gave up on it too in the early days. But I can tell you now that it's improved. Uh, the Mac is pretty much word for it. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So these videos, I'm gonna. When, when you're saying about people jumping in the background in videos, that's yeah. what I, that's what like, I like, like a photo bomber. Yeah, yeah. I'm probably gonna end up getting some of them because that's what I'm planning on doing when I go to the states. I've told you about it before when I was on tour last year. Because I've been I've been touring for so many years, and I figure I never really. Well, it's good to it. get away from the baby desk. Yeah, <laughs> 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 where I write my short stories from. Yeah, it's. On the road, there's so much information to um, that you want to share with people when you're on the road. And so I had this idea before going on the big national tour with Arj last year. I'm going to have this thing that I send out called Joel Osborne's Postcards from the Road. And they're like little video updates of where I am backstage on flights, you know, giving little insights into what it is life on the road. And after last week, sitting down at the seminar, watching everyone, you know, just saying, just like like um, Brent was saying, just put it out there. Get the content out there. I forgot, why don't I do that? So on this, uh, when I go to the States at the end of this week, over the next three and a bit weeks, I'm going to be doing these little videos and these little updates and see if it... Uh, just do it. You know. Have smartphone. We'll, so we'll, we'll be able to see them on joelosborne.com. That's it. Your website there. That's it. And postcards I, from the road. Yeah, that'll be that will be. I'd be really interested yeah. to see how you evolve that. Yeah, and I'll show you the design. What do you think of that design? You know, the the big I've, large lettered old fashioned nineteen sixties. It looks wonderful. Yeah, I wish you all the best. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think I think um, in terms of the partially completed book reviews, I I don't oh. think I've even slightly started something been busy with the event and everything yeah if you if it's all right with you i think we'll carry that over to next time well ha as we have for the past <laughs> <laughs> and we'll, we must get back to time. the schwarzenegger oh so much have you seen what he's doing now he's for charity he's bought a tank because in the book he speaks he talks about Naturally. when he's when he in the austrian oh, army if you'd asked me to guess i would have of guessed course that. He bought schwarzenegger of course he bought a tank He's bought this, um, yeah, tank that he crushes. It's called like crushing shit with Schwarzenegger or something like that. Right. It's called, and he basically he, he raises money and whatever you want crushed, he'll just ro roll <laughs> he, over. He'll, he'll roll over it. So ingenious, <laughs> good doing, good for humanity. Yes, yeah, crushing <laughs> one thing at a time. Awesome. So, so um, yeah, I'll uh, I'll be able to uh, shed some light on that when we eventually get around to the. Uh, review of Schwarzenegger's book, I can tell you all about his experiences driving tanks. Yeah, and a big thank you to uh, the commenters on iTunes. Thank you so much for leaving your comments. It's always appreciated. And also at the seminar, thank you for, you know, there was some really, like, like people would come up and start talking to me like they knew me. 
And well, of course th- they know you. Well, yeah, but I, but I'm like, I'm like thinking, where did I did I meet him last year when I did your seminar? Where, do, how do I know this person? Then it turns out that they've been listening to us that's on the podcast, well, and this is why yeah. we do this. Yeah. It's, it's in it's in order to help me uh, become a, a nicer, funnier person, and for you to get a bit of exposure for your shows. So we'll have to put publish when your show dates are, and when when you have some. on that note and on that note Mr. Shremka it's uh, always a pleasure I didn't get to talk to we'll talk about it in the next one I had some great conversations with your parents with your oh please save that one with your mum Vicky and dad Peter save it till next time will do (laughs) you've been listening to another episode of Kicking Back with James Shramko and Joel Osborne. Visit kickingback.com for the show notes, pictures, and join the discussion.